Welcome to God's Playbook with your host, Father Rico Passero. It's a 20, 10, 5, touchdown! Touchdown! Let's play ball. Friends, welcome back to God's Playbook as we continue to unpack the second part of the trilogy here of the Roman canon or Eucharistic Prayer 1. We left off yesterday at the Epiclesis where the hands of the priests are above the gifts of bread and wine as we ask the Holy Spirit to come down. This part of the Eucharistic prayer is one of the most solemn parts where we actually hear the words of Jesus. So the priest says these words, On the day before he was to suffer, he took bread in his holy and venerable hands. Of course, he is speaking of Jesus, and the priest is to take the host and to raise it slightly. He then says, he took the bread in his holy and venerable hands. This signifies that it is Jesus, the work of the second person of the Blessed Trinity, that is giving us this great gift. And with eyes raised to heaven, to you, O God, his almighty Father, giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread and gave it to his disciples, saying, So very, very important. He raises his eyes to heaven to signify that this is where this gift comes from. To you, O God, his almighty Father, giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread and gave it to his disciples. Jesus gives thanks, he says the blessing, and then he distributes. That's how we should be dealing with our lives. This is how we should be living our lives. So first and foremost, we praise God. We give him thanks, and then we do what we need to do. We realize that everything comes from him. Once again, words of sacred scripture. Take this, all of you, and eat of it. For this is my body, which will be given up for you. So as the priest says these words, again, notice that he speaks in the person of Jesus. This is my body, which will be given up for you. So in Persona Christi, he says these words. What's important for us to identify is that the priest then raises the host towards heaven. And this is the moment where the transubstantiation takes place. Again, the word that just rolls off your tongue, right? Transubstantiation. Looks like bread, smells like bread, tastes like bread, not bread becomes the body of Jesus. Body, blood, soul, and divinity is true presence there. And so as the priest lifts the body of Jesus for all to see in the church, for all to reverence, this is a very, very special moment. In many churches, myself included, that's where the altar servers will ring the bells. And the bells have always signified Pay attention, something is changing, something very important. It also shows reverence for what is taking place. So many people at this place in the Mass will bow their heads, signifying that they are not worthy to look at Jesus. Other people like myself, though unworthy to look at Jesus, take the great opportunity to use our eyes to honor Jesus in a very beautiful and intimate way. And then once the host 
is placed back on the paten, or what the priest looks like is plate on the altar, um, then bowing and genuflecting can take place. What the priest is to say under his breath is the beautiful words of St. Thomas after Thomas encounters Jesus in his resurrection, my Lord and my God. This is to signify, though, that the host looks like bread, looks like a wafer. It is not. We believe that it is Jesus, my Lord and my God. So when we look at the host, friends, or even if you choose to bow your head before the presence of Jesus, that is truly Jesus. That's what we believe as Catholics. Not a symbol, not a memory, not something we do every Sunday or something we just do every day, not the part of the Mass that never changes, the most sacred moment in which the bread is transformed into the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, our Messiah and Lord. So we are great honor and privilege to be in the presence of Jesus and thanksgiving for the priesthood as the Holy Spirit comes down upon the gifts and transforms them. We should be so grateful. Now in my church, I say these words out loud because I want to make sure that everyone knows that I truly believe that this is Jesus, and so should they. So whether your priest says it under his breath or out loud like I do, I encourage you in your own silent prayer to say those same words. These are words that the church has used for centuries, which again are the first words of Thomas the Apostle, recognizing that when he put his hands in the hands of Jesus and his hand in his side, he realized it was Jesus, my Lord and my God. We realize that looking at the Eucharist, the now consecrated host, that that is the same Jesus, born in Bethlehem, died on the cross, and raised from the dead. You can't forget the resurrection. The resurrection is so important. Okay, so it's the glorified Lord that we receive in Holy Communion. So once the priest slowly places Jesus back down on the paten, or that golden plate, that the priest uses to respect the body of Jesus. You'll notice that this is done in silence. So this allows you an opportunity, allows the priest an opportunity and everyone else to say some very special and beautiful prayers quietly, okay? You'll notice that the priest then genuflects himself, or if it's an elderly priest or one that has health issues, you'll notice that he will bow from his waist. We call that the profound bow. I encourage you, when the priest genuflects or bows, feel free to do the same thing. You're already kneeling, so feel free to bow down as well to show your reverence for Jesus in the Eucharist, unified with your priest as he continues on with the Mass. Okay, So you're remaining kneeling during this whole time, but you may want to have that profound bow. Now, if your feeling is that you are unworthy to look at Jesus because your eyes and mine are sinful, um, that is fine as well, then you may bow your head during this whole process as you thank God for the great gift of the Eucharist in your life and in my life too, okay? Then the priest goes on to say the second part. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took this precious chalice in his holy and venerable hands, and once more giving you thanks, he said the blessing, and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying. So once again, this shows this is first the action of Jesus, surrounded by his apostles. It reminds us that Jesus' hands are holy and venerable, 
And after first he gives thanks, then says the blessing, then Jesus gives the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. Once again, the words that Jesus himself spoke, not words of a pope, a cardinal, a bishop, a nun, whoever. These are the words of Jesus. This is not a symbol. This is not a reminder. This is his blood poured out for you for the forgiveness of sin. By his blood, we are redeemed. Do this in memory of me. So again, the priest is speaking on behalf of Jesus in the persona Christi. So as the chalice is lifted, the priest can once again say, my Lord and my God, the words of Thomas, or my Jesus mercy. I say the words, my Jesus mercy, and I, again, I say them audibly to encourage the people of God to realize that this is now, looks like wine, smells like wine, tastes like wine, but not wine. This is the blood of Jesus, fully present to us in Holy Communion. So again, you may choose to look up as the priest holds the chalice for all to venerate and respect. If you feel that you are unworthy to look upon the chalice, then you can bow your head in a very profound way. But nonetheless, you are encouraged to also say those beautiful words from your heart. And again, you will hear the altar server ringing the bells. Now, if your parish doesn't use bells, uh, that's up to the pastor to make that decision, of course. But nonetheless, it doesn't take away the significance of what is actually taking place on the altar itself. So make sure that you are free of all distractions throughout Mass, but especially at this time. This time is so crucial and vital that we give God respect that is his due and we not lose sight of the fact of what is truly taking place. As the priest then slowly places the chalice back on the altar, then once again, as before, he genuflects, or if he's unable to genuflect because of health or age, then he bows from his waist. And again, I encourage you to do the same, to bow as you see the priest showing reverence for Jesus in the Eucharist. You may feel free to do the same. As the priest stands back up, he invites the congregation to participate in what's called the mystery of faith. The mystery of faith has a few different responses. The priest says the mystery of faith, and we respond with, We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. This is option one. So we proclaim your death, O Lord. We recognize that Jesus has died and profess your resurrection, he has risen from the dead, and that he will come again. So it's showing past, present, and future, okay? A second answer for the mystery of faith is, when we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim your death, O Lord, until you come again. So when we eat this bread and drink this cup, signifying when we come to Mass and receive God in Holy Communion, 
We proclaim your death, O Lord, until you come again. We believe that Jesus meant what he said. And so again, not a symbol, not a memory, but a reality. The third option, which is generally saved for the times of penitential times in our year, which is generally Advent and Lent, the third option is save us, Savior of the world, for by your cross and resurrection you have set us free. Again, this beautiful imagery of Jesus being the Savior of the world. Indeed, he is. By your cross and resurrection you have set us free. It is the actions of Jesus that help us to come to know that indeed we are saved. So which of the three is used in your parish? Well, probably depending on the time of your friends, uh, any of the three may be used. But as the priest invites you into this doxology by saying the mystery of faith, you are encouraged to pray these words from your heart as you look upon Jesus present in the Blessed Sacrament. And this concludes the middle portion of the Eucharistic prayer. And so today I invite each of us to really focus on the words, take us, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. Do this in memory of me. These words of Jesus are so profound for us. And while anyone can just say them, it is only a priest within the context of Mass that can transform the bread and wine into the body and blood of Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit. So a priest outside of Mass says these words, it doesn't become Jesus in Holy Communion. It must be said in the full context of a Mass and in the full aspect of the Eucharistic prayer. So these words have very significant power. And so they should not be said by anyone other than the priest. Even if you haven't memorized or you're reading in the Missal at Mass, do not say those words. Those are reserved for the priest who is the leader of the people to lift these intentions to Almighty God. Lord, we thank you for the gift of yourself in the Eucharist. We ask that you help us to deepen our understanding of the Mass and its beautiful prayers so that as things like we've just learned today, specifically the transformation of the bread and wine into the body and blood of Jesus, may we never forget this great gift that we receive, the Eucharist, to lift us up, to sustain us, and to make us whole. For God's Playbook friends, I'm Father Rico. God loves you and so do I. If you like what you hear, please consider supporting us using any of our affiliate links in the description below via Budsprout, Ko-Fi, or GoFundMe. Thanks and God bless.